Hey friend, welcome to the Restore Mind podcast, where we are going to be talking about various life topics surrounding mindset transformation. Imagine what it will look like to have peace in your life, despite what the world is telling you. Hi, my name is Caroline, a wife, mom of three, and makeup turned fitness enthusiast. I am here to help you build a strong mindset that will propel you forward into a life of peace and joy. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Well, my friend, there is freedom waiting for you. So if you are ready to build a 2.0 version of yourself, then this podcast is for you. So grab your water or whatever you like to drink, throw on your walking shoes, and let's get going because it's always 4.13. Hello and welcome to the Restored Mind Podcast. My name is Caroline and my friend, how are you? How has your week been? I hope that no matter how your week has started off or how you think it's going to end, I hope it's filled with peace. If you are a new listener, glad to have you with us. I hope that this episode inspires you and maybe gives you the encouragement that you've been searching for to begin shifting your mindset from a world lens into a faith lens. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. I love having you here, and I feel so incredibly honored to be a part of your routine. Today, we are going to be talking about temptation, something that absolutely no one is immune to, meaning all of us have our own weaknesses. Not that we can't walk away from it, which I'll touch base on later in this episode, but temptation, it's something that we struggle with. For example, I've been on my fitness journey for a solid three years now, and most days, I fight the temptation of skipping a workout, especially since summer started because my garage is so hot that when I think about being in there and working out then sweating and struggling through my sets, it doesn't sound like it's the most pleasant thing to do, especially compared to being inside where I'm comfortable but it is something that I am always grateful for after I finish it because it naturally boosts my mood and I feel better when I'm finished. So let me ask you this. Have you ever embarked on a journey or started a project and you were working on it and you were super excited, super pumped, you put a lot of time and effort into this thing that you're working on, but then all of a sudden you've realized that you are tempted to want to quit because you didn't want to show up anymore. Maybe you feel like, all the effort that you're putting in, you're not seeing any fruits of your labor. Or you're looking around and you realize that other people are making better progress than you. And so you become discouraged. But also at the same time, you are conflicted because you know that you've put a lot of hours into this thing that you're working on. Now you're sitting here thinking to yourself and going back and forth. If you do quit, then you feel like you wasted all these hours But if you don't quit, that means you have to continue to go through this uncomfortable feeling of wondering if all of this is going to be worth it in the end. Why is it we go back and forth when it comes to being tempted to quit or really any temptation for that matter? Why is that? I thought about this and the only answer, the only logical answer that I came up with is that because it's easy, there's no accountability when we are tempted to quit. When we do quit, there's no accountability, but the thought of quitting is easy because that means that we don't have to do anything. And you can apply this to whatever temptation it is that you struggle with, but for me, it's the temptation of quitting. This is getting really personal 
but I've always been that person, especially after evaluating how I've carried my life in the past 10 years, that I've always been the person to quit, especially when things got hard. I didn't like challenges, so for me, the temptation of wanting to quit has always been a reoccurring theme in any journey that I've been on. And I remember when I started this fitness journey about three years ago, I told myself that I would not quit because I knew that I'm a quitter or was a quitter, I should say. (laughs) I was a quitter at one point in my life, and it's not my most proudest moments, but the reality is that that was how I carried my life. That was my mindset back then. And so I struggled with it for years, and I even still struggle with it now in my fitness journey, but I've been on it for a solid three years. And I've realized that the temptation of quitting is something that I battle with often. So whatever temptation that you find yourself battling with, just know that you don't have to step into that. Like I said, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But the reason why it's such a enticing, alluring kind of a thought process is because it's easy. And sometimes we lose motivation because our quote-unquote normal routine has been off. And we end up relying on motivation to help us carry through the journey that we're on. So we can get in our own head if we slip into the comparison mindset, which by the way, I have an episode on. So if you need a more in-depth conversation on the comparison mindset, I would highly recommend checking that episode out. We can also fall into temptation when we feel like there's no growth happening. Or simply put, we don't feel like doing the work we need to put in to make this growth happen. It happens to the best of us. Even me, right? I just talked about this. I used to be a quitter, and I don't know if that's you too, but I did not like to be challenged. And that was something that I was scared of because I always felt like I was going to fail. And if I failed, that meant I was not a successful person. So it goes deep into my roots, things that I'm still pruning out of myself. But let's take a look at Jesus's temptation. When he was tempted in the wilderness, you can find this passage in Matthew 4, the temptation of Jesus. I'm going to give you a quick summary, but after Jesus was baptized, the spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted. So he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, but the devil came to him three times and said, if you are the son of God, he says this twice. The first time he says, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. The second time he takes Jesus into the holy city and says, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. And basically he was saying, you throw yourself down, the angels are going to come save you anyway. And then he takes Jesus even higher above the mountains where he can see all the kingdoms and their glory. And then he says to Jesus, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. I'm going to pause here and ask you, Has the enemy ever twisted words and spewed him at you, creating doubt? If you are doing enough, then you'd be at this milestone by now. If you were actually good enough, you would not be struggling this hard. If you were actually enough, people would love you and not hurt you. I don't know about you, but those words to me are very familiar. These words have been whispered in my mind, and when it took root, It did so much damage, so much damage. Now let's take a look at how Jesus responds. All three times he responds with, it is written. What does that mean? It means he's quoting scripture, telling the devil of God's authority in passage in the Bible. What God says, his word is authority. 
Jesus was being obedient to the words of God, allowing the words of God to have authority over his life. Imagine what could happen if you allowed God's authority over your life and spoke out scripture over the things that you're struggling with, over the temptation that's trying to get you to quit or to step over to the other side simply because it seems to be the most satisfying route. This is also a great example of how important it is to know and speak scripture over your life, especially when we are tempted to quit or walk into whatever temptation that is in your life. My friends, have faith though. When there is temptation, you are not alone. When you are tempted, you are not alone. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. How amazing is that? No temptation has overtaken you. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. God will provide a way of escape. In Matthew 6, 13, Jesus says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I've been talking about temptation, right? The next question is, how do we step away from that when it is making itself present? I think what helps is to remember your why, to build a solid foundation. And if you don't have a solid foundation, my friend, I recommend, highly recommend that you build one. Start laying down the groundwork that is going to keep you grounded when things get tough. I love looking at the passage in the Bible in Matthew 7. It's titled, Build Your House on the Solid Rock. You can find this in Matthew 7 and in Luke 6. Before I dive into what the scripture actually says, I wanted to let you know that this is the part of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus has been preaching. And so when he says these next few verses, keep in mind that he has been teaching and bringing stuff from the Old Testament into his sermon, then sharing with us guidance on how to love one another, how to forgive, where to find rest, and all the things. So before I read Matthew 7, 25, right before this, Jesus says, for anyone who hears these words and does not do them, this is what happens. Matthew 7, 25, and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the solid rock. And then Luke 6, 49 says, but the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. There's a couple of things that sticks out to me. It's the rock, right? I read that in the verse. I'm reading from the English Standard Version, by the way. And in this version, it says the rock, implying that it's not just any old rock, but it's the rock, a specific type of rock that we have to build our house upon. The rock is the Bible. That tells me that we have to do more than just read, right? We have to apply this into our life. It is not always easy. Sometimes we hear and then we do, and other times we hear and decide that we don't want to do it for whatever reason. Or perhaps maybe we just don't understand what we've read yet, and that's okay. However, no matter what you decide to do, your house will have to weather a storm. No one is immune to this. Jesus did not say if you build your house on the solid rock and everything will be perfect always. He did not say that. He is trying to tell you when you build a solid foundation, when the storm comes, it will weather the storm. Your house will take a beating. The 
question you have to ask yourself is this. Will my house stand after the storm or will it fall? Then the great thing is that you get to decide what happens to your home. If you build this house on the solid rock, you'll have to fix things up here and there after a storm. And if you build on the ground where there is no foundation, you'll rebuild the house entirely from scratch. But my friend, the good news is that God is so good and so faithful that he is willing to help you get back up when you've been knocked down. He's willing to help you fix your house if you built it on solid rock and the storm came and just tore up your house, put holes in your windows, threw off some shingles on your roof, whatever it is. He's willing to help you restore that. And if your house completely fell off, my friend, he's got you. He's willing to help you rebuild that house on a different foundation, of course. So how are we going to build this house, right? How do we build a solid foundation? There's three things to keep in mind. The first one is to create the groundwork. Think about when you have a plot of land and you're about to build a house on it, you have to make space for this house that's coming up. So we have to create the groundwork. You have to find your why and make it personal. So if it's your fitness journey, ask why you want to be on this fitness journey and make it so personal that it fills you when motivation dies or when motivation goes on vacation, wherever it decides to go is simply not there, right? Motivation decides it wants to tap out for now. You have to make sure that your foundation, that you're creating the groundwork for it because when motivation decides to not show up, it's going to keep you going anyway. To do that, you'd have to ask yourself, why? Why do you want this? And then keep asking yourself why until you have the answer. I would even encourage you to exhaust yourself with asking the question, why? And the reason why I say that is because for me, with fitness, I always said it was because I wanted to look good. But as I kept asking myself why, it turns out that my original answer was not stable enough for me to want to keep going when things got tough. And it taught me two things, which is, it's okay for your why to change several times before you say, this is it. This is why I'm on this journey. It makes sense and it's solid. It takes several times for you to get to that point. It, it's okay because you have to go through peeling the onion, so to speak, until you get to the core of the reason why you want to embark on this journey. And then also, to help me remember that it can get messy in this time. It's okay to get messy when you're creating the groundwork. It's okay to start messy. You want it to be messy because you want to figure out why you are doing the things that you're doing, why you are embarking on this journey, why it matters to you so much. The second thing to keep in mind is to set boundaries. Homes only extend so far, right? So you have to decide where your boundaries are. In other words, what are your non-negotiables? The things that you will not give up no matter what. Those are your non-negotiables. And it doesn't have to be a long list of things. It can be simple and easy. As a matter of fact, I encourage simple and easy because when you are new to this, if you add a lot of things to your list, you will eventually feel overwhelmed trying to keep up with your new routine or the new habit that you're trying to implement into your life. So start small. And once you master that small thing, make sure that whatever you're adding onto your established new routine or new habit, that you can handle it with excellency. And notice I did not say perfection. For all my perfectionists out there, including me, handle it with excellence. And that means 
to continue to strive to be the best that you can be, to do the things to the best of your ability, not with perfection. This is not a journey of perfection. It's a journey of growth, a journey of progress. And it's okay to start small. You don't have to have a big mansion to begin with, right? You don't have to have this big mansion or this big victory to win. You can always start small and add on to your house as you continue to build it. These small wins, they add up over time. And even when you do get this big accomplishment, you're going to look back and realize that all of the trials that you went through and then all of the wins that happened is the reason why this big accomplishment matters to you so much. So appreciate and celebrate the small wins. And then the last one to keep in mind, which is the easiest to say, but the hardest to do is to extend yourself grace. Now you might be asking, what is that? What is grace? Well, it's undeserved favor. We didn't do anything to earn God's grace. It was given to us by God. To have a new life that is not condemned by him, God gives you this grace. It's an outpouring of grace, undeserved favor. So if he's pouring all of this grace out over you, then my question is, why would you not want to extend this grace to yourself? Think about a zombie apocalypse. Now, I know you're probably thinking, what? This is from the left field. And yes, I know, but stay with me. If you were in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, are you thinking about that right now? Are you envisioning yourself in this zombie world? Okay, good. So you envision yourself fighting off these zombies because why? Because you want to live. It's your natural instinct to survive, to live. And think about how hard or how far you would go to keep you alive in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, right? You would fight the hardest that you could fight just so that you can stay alive. Now think about this. However hard you think you'd fight to survive during this zombie apocalypse, God is willing to go even further than that for you. So my friend, why not start living now? He has been fighting for you. Start living now. Start fighting for yourself now. Nothing will ever be perfect, right? For all my perfectionists out there, we want for everything to be perfect always because for some reason, it satisfies us. It fills us. It makes us feel complete, if you will. And it's not always going to be like that because nothing is ever perfect. Life is not perfect. The habit and the routine that you end up building for yourself will eventually have to shift around or change during a certain season in your life. Whether you are a new mom and you realize that your old routine doesn't quite fit the new routine that you're living in right now, or you are a student, a college student who is on their own and realizing that the old routine that you've had when you were back at home with your parents is not the same one because now you have other responsibilities. It can be hard and it can be frustrating, but this is where extending yourself grace comes into play because not everything is perfect. You cannot continue to build the solid foundation with the mindset that everything has to be perfect. Extending grace helps you regroup when hard things are happening and you begin to feel like you're losing control or maybe what you're doing is not enough because you don't see the results that you want to see. And if that is you, my friends, stop, slow down, take a deep breath, and allow yourself to scale back if necessary. And don't forget 
to invite God into your space. He's not just for your faith on Sundays, my friend. He is in everything that you do, everywhere you are, so long as you invite him into that space. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 talks about Paul's vision and his thorn. And he goes to God, right? Paul goes to God and he begs God to remove the thorn that's at his side. This is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. He goes to God and he begs him three times. And this is how God responds to him. God says in verse 9, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. It's such a good reminder about how we can rest in our hardships and imperfections because God's grace is enough for us. When we feel tempted to quit or we feel tempted to take whatever the easy, most satisfying route is for us, think of the grace that's been poured out over you. My friend, you don't have to give in to temptation. In the moment, it might seem like the easier, most satisfying decision that you can make, but sometimes, sometimes, easier doesn't always create growth. And sometimes, it can lead to a setback. You are on a journey to transform your mind, which means most days you'll have to make decision that goes against your emotions and build discipline, which isn't usually the most exciting or fun thing to do. But over time, it does make your house stronger. So when you face your next storm, you have a solid foundation. And yes, it's easy to want to quit. The thought of not doing anything is so satisfying. And it's harder to do the things that you don't feel like doing. But my friend, you can do hard things. Hey, thank you for listening. If this episode has spoken life into you or your mindset transformation journey, please share it with a friend. The growth of this podcast is possible through you. So thank you for your support and for being a part of the family. I look forward to talking to you again next week here on the Restored Mind podcast. Thank you.